Okay, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad, the horror movie podcast that reviews the best and worst and everything in between in horror, one movie at a time. I am your host, Otis, and tonight, like always, I am joined by the Spooky Movie Squad, and those members are Katie. Hi. Emma. Oh, hey. And Micah. Yep. So sit back and relax and enjoy our review of the 2021 supernatural slasher horror film well the first one yes very much slasher horror film fear street part one 1994 has two titles so face the evil or three movies three weeks one killer story i like that one a little bit better hit that music Happy Spookies, everyone. This is episode 280 of this illustrious podcast, and it's volume one in the new month of R.L. Stein. So it was it's funny. We've been trying to choose different genres and stuff, and I just have, oh, we'll do zombies. And vampires and found footage though there's tons of movies in those genres but specifically with last year we did like stephen king month and you know we got to pick some pretty good actually i think we all we picked just good ones there's a lot of shitty stephen king movies but it was really fun to pick just a specific director and i believe we're gonna do m night Shyamalan. see i said it the right way i was to make fun of him for once and there's tons of other directors that just really like horror or thrillers. So we went with R.L. Stein. R.L. Stein is that the guy that did Goosebumps? Yep. Yes. Your favorite books from when you were a kid. Yes. Now horror <laughs> movies. So R.L. Stein, known for writing horror thrillers, kid stories, he actually started doing what was it comedies, like funny little blurbs and things like that, and then he hopped over to doing thrillers and he actually started i said what a transition yeah so in 1986 he did his first horror novel called blind date and then he went there did the babysitter the beach house there's tons of them that you'll see iconic pictures i want to say in this movie the first one there are a couple of covers that pop up especially at the beginning with old girl uh maya hawk with her i want to say one of the covers of one of the old fear street books pops up right before she has to fight a scary person so he did tons of scary stories and then he also was the head writer of a nickelodeon cartoon called eureka's castle and that's I, a puppet show i loved eureka's castle yeah. as a kid oh my yeah. god that shit was my jam yeah that's and for damn sure it's always funny to me when like famous people for doing something else they you realize they did a lot of stuff before they got big like Jim Lee, one of uh, Steve's favorite comic book artists, he actually created fucking Booberry, like the character and how it looked. Steve was at Comic-Con and Jim Lee was in a panel and he's like, let's do some hardcore fun facts about me. If you can figure this out, I will sign something for you. And Steve was in line and he was like, what character did I create that wasn't a comic book character? And they were like, oh, and it's my was like, I think it's Booberry, but I'm scared to say it out loud. Steve's like, Booberry, <laughs> he won. So he got stuff signed by Jim Lee. And the guy was like, oh, man, he's like, bitch, say it out loud. Like, <laughs> don't be mad at me. 
the person I always think of in that is um, Conan O'Brien being a writer for The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> I never think of him as being like in cartoons because I, I only really know him as a late night personality. So mm-hmm. wild. <laughs> yeah. So in 1989, Stein, he started doing the Fear Street books, and that was a little more adult. Uh, usually in Goosebumps books, it's, well, I want to say, what, 13, 14-year-olds? No, this is, Goosebumps are for 8 to 12-year-olds. I'm saying in the books, the kids dealing with the things. I thought they were like. They're junior high kids and high school kids. What age is junior high? 12. Like 13, 12, yeah. Okay. I, I, I thought I said that. I might have been a year ahead of that. Around <laughs> that area, from 11 to 15, that area, kids dealing with scary shit. Fear Street. These are children in straight up high school. Like, I'm a sophomore in high school. Hey, is that a ghost outside my window? Oh, I'm dead now. It's that kind of situation. And he did that for a while. And then he launched Goosebumps. And Goosebumps was the thing that took him into the stratosphere of being just awesome. And he they made a show in 92. And he actually came back to Fear Street in the teens, the 20 teens. And he made a couple. And it's funny it was hard for him to find a producer or a publicator because uh, like teen books at that point were all about like apocalypse and things like that. The, what kids were reading about weren't the same as what he was doing with like fear street back in the day. And he actually went to Twitter and was like, yeah, I didn't get any takers for my books. And then some small little publishing group was like, we'll do it. Why the fuck would you not want to? And he was supposed to just do three books. And then he did like six or seven. And they were like, yeah, they, they sold. They're like, Arnold Stein's back? Hell yeah. So it's been a while, but the Fear Street idea of making movies, that was back in, I want to say, 2009? Around that area where they actually bought the rights to Fear Street and they were going to make a whole like Scream anthology situation with it. Like We're on Scream, what, six right now? Mm-hmm. They wanted to do the same thing, but with Fear Street, there was a attempt at tv for it uh what i think abc aired like the pilot episode and it did not do good and they canceled it i think fear street should be gory and hardcore as fuck and if it's on abc at seven o'clock it for sure wasn't they're not showing the shit that would really scare people and so a lot of years went by and then finally netflix they got the rights to do fear street it actually was filmed in 2019 and they with distribution and all the things like that they finally were able to release it in 2021 so they sat on it for a while and it is graphic as fuck this this series of movies and they don't get any like milder they get worse (laughs) this is probably the tamest one and it just gets wilder from here um uh we'll go around but yeah uh check out the Fear Street series on Netflix. They're fun. But Katie, what did you think about Fear Street Part 1? I loved it. Um, I don't know if it's my favorite of the three, but it was it was good. I, I liked it a lot. Um, it has all the qualities of a classic slasher film combined with a modern twist and then just like shit goes off the rails <laughs> for two movies that follow this (laughs) so the way that rl stein was able to intertwine the 
the story and make it work in this town where just fucking wild ass shit is happening is crazy. It is so goddamn good. This movie was so fucking good that Otis and I immediately, as soon as this movie ended, started the second one because we didn't like we had to know what was happening next. It was like binging a TV show, except with movies. And it was so good. Emma, considering that I've only seen the first one so far, this is my favorite, you know, with with uh, nothing else to compare or no basis to go on. But I loved this movie. I thought it was great. I thought it was like, didn't you? Okay, did you just say scary stories to tell in the dark? Or am I thinking back to what I told Micah in the middle of the movie? What you told Micah, we did not say that. Okay, okay. It's like stuck in my brain. But there, there's one moment in this that I told Micah, I'm like, I'm waiting for the, the big blobby chick to to walk down the hallway. And I'm like, no, I don't like it. No, I don't like it. I'm, I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> but no, it was great. Um, I always wanted to read the Goosebumps books growing up. But uh, the sheltered child that I was... Um, I only snuck one from the school library and was able to read it before my parents figured out that I was uh, reading Goosebumps. So which one? I don't quite remember. I think it was the piano one. All right. But it was either the piano one or something with an animal on the cover. <laughs> I'm trying to it was like fifth grade. I'm trying to remember. No, that's fair. That was a really long time ago. Yeah. Um, but no, I loved this. This was great. Like, normally the high school-based scary movies are not really, like, scary, scary, scary. And this was like, oh, fuck. I would not want to be in this situation at all from anyone's perspective. <laughs> but, yeah, no, it was incredible. Micah? Uh, yeah, this is a this one was a banger. Um, it had basically all the best things you want in a horror movie. Unstoppable villains slasher um damn near uh final destination style deaths in some of these oh it was um, bad Ooh. random uh what's the word i'm looking for um paranormal type shit that wasn't overdone um seemed like pretty much all practical effects i don't know there wasn't a whole lot of cgi that was necessary in it so Great way to to tell a fucking story, not having to rely on CGI. Characters were interesting, and the music selection was great. <laughs> Soundtrack was great. The mixing of the songs into the into the movie was not as great, but overshadowed by the fact that it was great song selection. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I had a really good time with this one. So it's funny. This came out in 2021. Was this was this COVID times? Mm -hmm. yeah. So I saw that it was coming out, and I don't know. I think I was back to work at that point, and it was really busy when I got back. And it just slipped. It it slipped past me, and Katie and I we didn't watch it. And one of my friends messaged me that does not like horror movies. And he was like, man, I watched Fear Street and I didn't think it'd be that scary. That was fucking wild. But I enjoyed myself. 
And that's what you want from a horror movie. Now, Katie and I, and Micah and Emma, we have seen movies that are not for beginners. They're not low level, low tier, Uh, scary movies. We've seen things where- perfect description. Yeah. (laughs) You need to have been like in in the world for a little bit to watch it. Now, uh, I'll just say there's a scene in Terrifier 2 that was some wild, wild shit. And it got worse. And I was like, wow. I that's not for a beginner. I would not show a friend that's never seen a scary movie. Like, you don't need to see this one about the clown. No, Terrifier ain't it. That's and not for starters. You pops <laughs> back in the room with just a jug of bleach. That ain't good. You know, but it, I loved it. I was smiling. But this is a great <laughs> gateway scary movie for people. And it's the, the cherry on top is it's graphic as fuck. And it's actually pretty scary. It's got everything that you would want out of a scary movie, like, now. And I hope that it got the love that it deserved, because it's a really sweet series, and I hope they do more. And there's tons of R.L. Stein stories, like, out there. I really hope that they continue this. Uh, I don't know. I had a an amazing time with this movie, so... Thumbs up, fucking thumbs up, man. So uh we'll we'll talk about it. there's a couple more things I want to say, but I'll bring it up later. The soundtrack, like Micah was talking about, there's a word because some of the songs that popped up in it actually didn't come out specifically when this movie would have happened. It's anachronistic. I think mm-hmm. that's the word where it's like, oh, this movie's in the 80s, so let's play ABC about it, Jackson 5, but it's like no, that came out in like 85. This is like 81 because he showed that thing on the TV. It works, but it don't work if you really think about it. There's a couple of songs and I looked up a list and they were like, oh, were there? I was like Googling the songs as they were happening and they all came out relatively close to. That's what I'm 90- saying. It's a, I think it's, they all came out in 94. Yeah, it's like a give or take. I want to say what, Only Happy When It Rains might have been 95, I think. But it, it's fine. I'm fine with that. It's just... You know, there are people out there that are like, I'm mad about that. <laughs> this song didn't come out at the right time. Why is this in here? But it, it's fun. I had an absolute great time with this movie. So but please, thumbs thumbs up, man. We'll, but we'll get through this. Um, The cast, it's tons, tons of famous people. And the list just gets bigger and bigger in the other movies and stuff. So uh, uh, Jillian Gillian? Jillian? Jillian. Jillian Jacobs. It's my girl from Community. It's Britta. Uh, she's in this and pops up a little bit, but in the next movies, you see a fuck ton of her. And uh, uh, Benjamin Flores Jr., he was in Haunted Hathaway. So I used, there was a chunk of time in my life where I watched a lot of Nickelodeon like sitcoms. He's very funny in this. He's a nerdy old boy, and he, he, he gets tough in the end and stuff like that. We get a couple people from Stranger Things. And so I guess when they were working on whatever season, this would have been in 2019. So season three or two? Three. Three. Uh, I guess they just were like, hey, come to this studio a couple of steps away from this studio and just record this for things. Go. So we see Maya Hawk in this one. And in the yeah. second one, we get Sadie Sink. Yes. And I want to say, was there somebody from the third one? It might just been those two. Just those two. Yeah it's 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 fun i i enjoyed a lot of people in this and so you know there's a running theme on my favorite characters in scary movies and we'll we'll get there so this story isn't technically based on 
there the names do pop up in the Fear Street series, like the goods and the fears. That is a running thing in this, and it does happen in Shady Side. So there are some running themes, but Shady Side is technically like split and not just Shady Side and oh, what's the good side called? Sunny vale. Sunnyvale. It's not like that. It's like technically sunny. Uh, Shady Side is just east and west, and one side's better. But they they just kind of expand on the story. So we see in 1994, I was about to say 84. In 1994, we see Heather Watkins. Hey, it's Maya Hawk. This feels a lot like Scream, the beginning of Scream. There's a reason that they did this because they were playing a homage to the beginning of Scream, where you have someone famous and you're like, oh, that's that's the main character, right? Oh, they're not. Oh, okay. So we see Heather. She is a bookstore employee at the Shady Side Mall. And her and her friend, Ryan, they are there as the mall closes. If you've ever been in a mall when it closes, it's very fucking creepy. The music stops and it gets dark. I've been in one when it closed. I was like, I don't like this at all. So they're closing up for the night. And then a person in a skull mask and an outfit that looks a lot like the Scream outfit starts attacking Heather. And she runs by and she sees other employees murdered by the same person she actually puts up a really good fight she does not double tap when she knocks the person down which she really should have and she actually gets stabbed a ton in her chest man that looks a lot like scream because that's what they were going for and heather dies in the first like five minutes i was like fuck i thought my was my huck's gonna make it through this movie but why did she too god that was like that bro was chasing her so hard and the power he put into that knife i was like how the fuck when you're mid stride do you have enough oomph to get that thing to the hilt yeah it was this person was going to going for the kill no no pun intended but is killed by sheriff nick good i'm so glad he popped up i love nick good (laughs) we'll see what comes with that later but the mask comes off. Holy shit, it's her friend Ryan. But he looks crazy. Oh well, he got shot in the head. No more, no more Ryan. Let's wipe our hands of that problem. <laughs> and so the media reports that the massacre is the norm for Shady Side. And in this world, it's the murder capital of the United States. So most tons of crimes happen, tons of murders happen in this city or this town. And just everybody just kind of shrugs their shoulders like that's just what happens in Shady Side. In the, the later movies, we see people actually say that this place is fucking cursed. And if you live here, you will make nothing of yourself because that's what happens to Shady Siders. And I was like, that's so depressing. <laughs> and they're fucking right. So meanwhile, Sunnyvale is the exact opposite. Everything works out for them. Hooray. I love being in sunny Sunnyvale. And there's more to that also. And so many of the shady side teenagers, they believe that they are cursed because of the witch, Sarah Fear, that placed a curse on the town before being executed for being a witch in 1666. Hey, that's one of the one of the titles of one of the movies. Yes, it is. So it's it's funny. The first time you watch this movie, a lot of lines and ideas just fly by really fast and i was like why did they just have to say that really fast like that oh and you think about it now i'm like thinking about this movie after seeing 
the other two. And I'm like, oh, okay. Wow, these are really super connected. So uh, everything pays off. There are lines. People pop up for half a second. And you're like, oh, it makes sense why they were in that for half a second. Okay, okay. So we meet up with Dina Johnson. That's This is going to be our main character, it looks like. And she does not believe in the witch situation. She's not a fan of Shady Side. And she just broke up with her girlfriend, Sam. And she just moved to Sunnyvale. Good for you, Sam. Get the fuck out of Shady Side. This place sucks. So Josh, her brother, he is the type of character in a horror movie that knows a lot about the situation. Hopefully he don't fucking die because he knows way too much about this. And he's investigating, researching the town's history. And so her friends, Simon and Kate, they're drug dealers, <laughs> but with hearts of gold, I guess. Uh, I, I enjoyed them a lot. So they want to leave the town. So they're selling drugs so they can get the fuck out. Good for you guys. Hopefully you make it out. <laughs> I gotta stop doing that with Kate. <laughs> like, I love this person and just get quiet for a couple of seconds. So um, Dina and Sam, they meet up because they're at a vigil in Sunnyvale for the victims of the mall killings. And a few of the Sunnyvale people show up and, you know, folks instantly get pissed because it's at a Sunnyvale. It's at the Sunnyvale football football game. game. It's like prior to the crosstown rival football game. The fucking mess. And, you know, when you really hate and you have a blood feud against someone else, it takes nothing for a fight to start and with Sunnyvale and shady side that's what happens they constantly fight and they really hate each other and so a fight breaks out and so while they're returning home we see that kate she is whipping the shady side kids into a frenzy on the bus and she's like fuck Sunnyvale. well you know what we should do tonight they're like what we should kill them and everybody's like okay <laughs> that sounds like a plan and, you know, that's what happens. So we see that a car is following the bus, the Shady Side bus, back to town. Hey, it's Sam's boyfriend, Peter. And he's an old dickhead. And so we see that the Shady Side kids, they open up the back of the bus. Now, I don't know this bus driver personally, but every bus driver I've dealt with, if you stand up too long, they tell you to sit the fuck down. Also, if you're yelling on the bus, they tell you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> You like there's no no real school district person ever is gonna be okay with the way these kids were fucking wilding on this bus. Yeah. And so they open the back door of the bus, which it's an emergency exit. It would make hella sound. Yes. Uh <laughs> they usually have some type of buzz that goes off so the bus driver in the front can hear it because it's kind of far. And then they are planning to throw a cooler at the car and be like, oh, that'll get them. And so Dina starts to get a nosebleed and she loses her grip on the cooler and it hits the car like the windshield and then dude just starts swerving because i don't know i guess but you saw him with the cooler why would you be so surprised to swerve i'll be like oh that's gonna suck and just let it hit my windshield and i just keep driving at him but they he's a a 16 year old with keys i guess yeah so (laughs) the car swerves and crashes into the woods oh no Sam, she survives. Good for her. And some of her blood drips into the... She gets a nosebleed. The brush. And she sees a vision of Sarah Fear, the witch. And she is taken to the hospital. Holy shit. So the following night, Dina and her friends are getting stalked by someone that 
is in the same skeleton mask and outfit and just standing outside of their homes like 30 steps away you know just looking and then they'll scuttle off real quick (laughs) and so dina thinks like oh okay it's peter and his friends because you know when the cops arrived and was like what happened they're like i don't know it's like well why'd that car crash bro i have no idea we we came to investigate when the car crashed and peter and his friends were like yeah my car just like i don't know tire busted or something and i crashed no reason we weren't chasing those kids down to beat them up and then peter's like i'm gonna beat the fuck out of you later you know it's that real good rivalry where you don't want people to get in trouble you just want to beat the shit out of them yourself that's real hate kids that's real hate (laughs) so we see that Kate and Sam, no, no, Kate and Simon. Simon, there's too many S's in this movie. Simon, they deal with their own intruder that is in the house in the skeleton mask, smelling clothes and looking around all crazy and stabbing stuff. And then he scuttles off, or they scuttle off, honestly. And everyone's really confused. And so Kate drops the kids off that she's babysitting and having them sort out her drugs (laughs) i was like geez but the kids uh they seemed okay with the situation so they've probably been sorting drugs for a while for kate so dina and her friends they actually visit sam at the hospital to talk to her about telling peter to get the fuck away from their homes because they're scaring the kids and peter pops up and he actually gets stabbed by the skull mask so it ain't peter oh holy shit And so the girls start running away (laughs) and other people in the hospital get murdered. So it's very much if you're in the killer's way to an extent, you will get murdered. But at some points, if you're just kind of off in a corner looking, the killer would just go past you. Uh, At some spots, the killer would just run past you if it sees the real target. And so it seems like the killer is just aiming for Sam and really, really wants Sam real bad. So. Sam and Dina, they try to get help from the police and uh, the cops don't believe them. And old Sheriff Good, he's like, I don't believe you. Oh, so a skull mask? Somebody came back from the dead and tried to kill you? What? No, that ain't real. You you guys are on crack or something. Stop doing that. (laughs) But he does go investigate the hospital afterward. And Dina steals the gun from one of the cops after she tries to like fake like she's gonna attack the cop and i was like that was actually pretty fucking smart so simon is attacked by a really hot lady with a razor blade and he's like she was really hot and we see that her name is ruby lane now earlier in the movie kate dropped the kids off with a lady with the last name of lane and we will learn more about her in later movies so we see that there is more than one evil spirit that's come back from the dead to get revenge on these kids for, you know, knocking up, doing stuff. I think a little bit later they realize it's the blood and all that stuff. But they realize that the car accident and Sam disturbing the grave of Seraphir resurrected some of the most popular shady side, Sadie. Mm. Shady side. Shady side. It sounds like I got like fucking dentures in my mouth. Like shady shared. <laughs> shady side killers. And so Josh, he figures out that the curse is the reason for Shady Side's history of killings. And there seems to be a system to it. 
every couple of years, a generation goes by and someone starts murdering folks. And then everyone's like, oh, they're just crazy. Oh, well. And then another generation goes by. Someone else goes crazy and kills. And so Josh is starting to put two and two together and says that there's a curse and something's happening in this town. And the spirit is doing this. There is an actual reason the shady side is fucking shitty. <laughs> so out through this part of the movie, they're getting attacked by killers. And then the list just gets bigger. We get one killer that has like a burlap sack on his head and looks a lot like fucking Jason from Friday 13th Part 2. There's a reason he looks like that. And that is Camp Nightwing Killer. And you will see a lot of that killer in the later movies. So every killer that pops up, you see why they are the way they are later on. And they are getting chased by these killers. And they actually want Sam really bad because they're attracted by her blood. So they set up a trap at the school and they get some of her blood and they drain Sam of blood, the Katie's favorite way to drain blood from somebody in a ritual or something. You slice your hand. Long ways. That's the best way to get blood from yourself. Not not like cut your thigh or something like that. You get the right same amount of blood, but you got to get the hand so you can't use that hand that good. So they actually make a trail of blood leading into a room. And they set up, I don't know, explosives, homemade explosives. And they burn them and then they explode. Hooray, they killed the killers. Let's go home and have some Ovaltine. Oh no, they're reanimating. Holy shit. So the kids, they start running off. So Sam agrees that she needs to be sacrificed. And Dina does not want this because in any horror movie, when you're with your ex or your ex-wife, ex-husband, struggle makes you realize, man, I really love this person. You know, we see it all the time. So Dina and Sam, they are very much ready to get back together. And so they actually call a survivor of this whole situation Back in 1978, when they survived the Camp Nightwing Massacre, C. Berman, the next movie, y'all. I keep saying stuff in a weird way. It's because it's in the next movie. So someone survived a situation like this. They dealt with these monsters and they made it out. So they ask, like, what did you do? How did you survive? And she's like, I I didn't. (laughs) It's not over. And they're like, oh, and they hang up. They're like, well, fuck, we didn't really get a solid answer from this person. So Sam finds out that C. Berman died in that situation, but was resuscitated. CPR was done. So they figure out that, hey, maybe if Sam dies, these ghosts will leave because they're like, hey, we just want to kill that person. Oh, they're dead. Okay. well, I guess I guess we go home now. (laughs) So they come up with a plan to kill Sam and they use drugs from the supermarket pharmacy. So Simon and Kate, they're drug dealers. They've dealt with people ODing. Simon's little brother did that one time and they brought him back. So it's not that bad. And they give Sam this cocktail of pills, uppers and downers and all arounders. And they're like, you have to take these or you'll just be really shitty. But you have to take them all. And you'll OD, and then we can get you back with, you know, uh, what this adrenaline, and we can get you back together. Uh, that plan falls apart 
really fast and the pills get spilled everywhere. She takes what part uh, one and two of the plan, but she does not get the third set down. So she's a loopy and Kate, Simon and Josh attempt to hold off the shady side killers. And unfortunately, uh, my two favorite characters in this movie, this is where they bid us adieu until later. But we see Kate's head is put through a bread slicer. There's a reason that they did this stunt because the, I want to say the director or one of the writers was like, the bread slicer, that wouldn't work. Like a head wouldn't get cut in a bread slicer. And they're like, yeah, it would. They actually set up the bread slicer and put a watermelon through it. And the watermelon get got absolutely destroyed with no no trouble. And they were like, hooray. And so they put it in. So you can destroy someone's head with a bread slicer. Question. That's insane. Watermelons don't have bones. So yeah, a slight difference. But I assume <laughs> that the watermelon absolutely got just erased. And it was like, this thing wasn't even struggling when it did that. So it probably could go through a head. It should have been in put in um like a cow leg. Yeah. Yep. But I'm that would have been the real test. Yeah, but I'm Can betting it go through it, bone. Yeah, but I'm betting it probably could fuck up someone's head. Uh, I was very sad when Kate got, you know, breaded. <laughs> Her head got breaded. Uh, they were turning a new leaf, and they were like, "I'm actually a good person. I just sell drugs, but I really want to get out of here." And hey, Josh, uh, I'm gonna give you your first kiss and and all this stuff. And I was like, "Man, they're cool." And Simon. He was he was silly from the beginning and to the end, and I liked him a lot. But Simon gets an axe to the head, and I was like, fuck, man. <laughs> they were comic relief, and comic relief only gets you so far in a scary movie. I was very sad. So Dina, with no options left, and the killer is slowly walking toward her, she, well, with Sam's consent, drowns her in a lobster tank. And I was like, fuck. And Sam dies. And so she uses CPR and way too many EpiPens just stabs like 15 on her chest. I'm like, that would kill you. Uh, Sam is brought back. Hooray. Afterward, we see that the police decide to place the blame on Simon and Kate. And the whole situation, all these murders were because they were on those drugs. Guys, they were smoking them weeds and taking those meth balls. And, and they went crazy and killed everybody. And so... And what are you going to do? Uh, Sam and Dina, they're back together. Hooray. Nothing else will go wrong in this movie. <laughs> uh, later that night, Sam is at Dina's and Dina gets a call from C. Berman, that voice, and who tells them that there's no escaping the witch. Like you guys, like, I don't know, put a wall in between her right now, but she's going to get to you. You, you. This isn't over. And Dina turns around and gets a knife to the stomach from Sam. She's possessed. Not even a knife, like a wooden shank. Oh, yeah, it was a wooden shank. And like she had quick whittled something like jail style <laughs> shank. She's just in the other room making a shank. Like, I want to stamp the fuck out of her. <laughs> and Josh is downstairs talking to his online, I guess, girlfriend and gets interrupted by. Dina, she actually successfully just hogtied Sam and they got to deal with this situation. And she, Dina tells Sam, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to get you back, baby. I did forget to bring up that in this movie, Sheriff Good was being really fishy 
a lot in this movie. And he drops a note off at a house that said the killings have started again. So it's a lot of question marks. And like I said, this movie had a, has a lot of just open openness to it because things connect very fast. Uh, at the end of the movie, if you make it past the end of the movie, you get a, a trailer for the next one. It's 1978. It's it's a camp and there's a killer with a big old axe. And it is just a just a, a kiss, a, a kiss to the sky. If you love some good slashers, uh, part two is probably my favorite. It's just Friday the 13th. It, it's so goddamn good. It's so good. I can't wait. <laughs> so, Katie, who is your favorite character in Fear Street Part One? That would be Josh. That's uh, Dina's brother. He was the one who had all the answers, which is always a character that I absolutely love in these classic slasher type movies. There's always got to be one yeah. who like knows the legend or the history or the story or whatever and completely believes all that shit. It was like, yeah, you know, uh, Jason Voorhees like drowned in a lake and now he comes back to the camp every year and he does this and, you know, he's he gets killed this way, but not that way. You know, they know the whole thing. And Josh was that character in this movie and yep. he continues to be through the rest of the story. And it is just fucking great the way that he is able to give the rest of the group the knowledge that they need to actually complete the plan. He is like the scaredy cat of the group, but that's also another trope that is kind of sewn into being the guy that has all the knowledge. Yeah. Like yeah. you have all the knowledge, but you're scared as shit yeah. to do anything. You're all brains, yeah. no muscle. You're yeah. Like, I'm not Everyone else is the muscle. Josh is the fucking brains and I love him for it. Yeah. And I love his little like uh, up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, BSR <laughs> thing. Uh, he fucking says the Konami code to himself to hype himself up to do things because yeah. he is like really anxious and like scared to do things. So when he gets too anxious and scared of doing things, he just repeats the Konami code back to himself so that he will hype himself up enough to do whatever it is. And it's fucking great. Yeah. Emma. I have to agree. Um, literally, you took 98% of the words out of my mouth. He just... He's so, he's the guy in the chair. Like, that's my favorite line from Spider-Man is Ned when he's like, can I be your guy in the chair? But <clears throat> Josh is literally the guy in the chair. And my favorite moment for him is when he's pulling all the news articles off of the, the, the wall and he's just like slamming them down one after the other. And he's like, so this guy, so this guy, so this guy. And then when they go to the hospital and he just like cheat codes the vending machine, that was incredible. <laughs> Made my whole night. But yeah, Josh is just, he's the shining dude. I loved it. Micah. Uh, Simon was my favorite character. Um, eccentric, crazy, has a million stories, has a super rich backstory that you don't really get much of a glimpse of until the very end. Uh, when everybody is just kind of, well, the small group of survivors is, you know, praising him for what he went through in his life and everything and how he was still kind of at his core, a good person. You know, he was wild and crazy and, and kind of a um, instigator. Reminds me a lot of one of my brothers. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
no he was just kind of a the like pretty much the most genuine person there like his personality didn't change at all <laughs> and you know even when they're running from killers and stuff and and he's like but she was so hot but she's fucking crazy yep but she's super <laughs> hot <laughs> um but yeah and in very very well done just random horror incidences he just gets axed literally yeah and you know you didn't have to drag it out you didn't have to do anything just short and sweet and his story's done i am hopping on that train with simon simon and kate i enjoyed them both they were very unsavory people. Even at the beginning, they're like, yeah, we're selling drugs again. They're like, God damn it. I told you not to do that. They're like, well, we want to get out of this town. So I like they have a goal. It's funny. There's a scene where and it always happens in scary movies where there's almost sex and it stops. So we see the couples get together. So Sam and Dina, they're getting it on or about to. And then we see Josh and Kate and Josh gets his first kiss. And then Simon's just like posing in the mirror and then he's like, well, I feel like touch myself. And then <laughs> Simon comes out and he looks at everybody. He's like, oh, you guys got it on? He's like, you got it on? I did too. And it's just, it's such a dumb scene and it made me laugh. I was like, that's that's, that's the comic relief, man. That was the perfect like definition of comic relief in a movie. He, he did everything that you needed to separate the scary from the funny it was perfect and i am so sad that he got axed in the head i wanted more simon in this but i got it he was one tear off from the story you know it it wasn't really about him you know he wasn't really connected he was just a friend so friends get murdered and stuff like this so it made Mm -hmm. me sad inside so katie who was your least favorite character every person from sunnyvale (laughs) (laughs) all of them the football team, the cops, the coach, every person that they showed that was from the town of Sunnyvale fucking sucked. They were just straight up assholes. Emma. I said people acting like bitches. So basically the same thing. The cop, the stupid douche that like grabbed Dina and was like, I'm going to murder you. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> just it. Ugh, it's so fucking stupid. Like, stop it. Micah. Mrs. Uh, Miss Miss Fraser. Ms. Fuck that bitch. <laughs> That's uh, oh Sam's mom. Sam's mom. Yeah. Yeah, she, oh, yeah, she sucked. Are you trying to ruin her life? Nah, bitch. I'm just trying to get me some. <laughs> so, uh, notwithstanding, before I was trying to think of my favorite and least favorite before we watched the next one because I knew that would evolve and change and. Even now, I'm like saying a person and I'm like, eh, I actually like them, but I am going with Sheriff Good. Even in this movie, usually in scary movies, a cop is like, hold on, kids, I'm coming to help you. He just seemed like he was just always a step behind these fucking kids as they're dealing with this very scary issue. And like I said, you get more about everybody in town, but even from this first one, Nick Good. He is trash. And, you know, there's not that many cops in this town to begin with. It seems like there's only three, two or three. So uh, he was poop. He was poop shit. Uh, Honorable mention to favorites. Uh, There is a person that works at the mall 
there's a black guy. He is at the jail. Shit's name. Uh, that guy's fun. That guy is absolutely awesome. You get more of him later. It made me made me smile. But um, but yeah. yeah. If you guys if you guys haven't watched, you're the worst. He's a he's a character in there, <laughs> and he literally like his character in this movie. That's literally how he dresses with his throw up <laughs> and his bandana on, and his he's a forty year old band member. He's in a no. That's that's one of the other members, uh-uh. but uh, he's in a a hip hop group. And he go his stage name is Shitstain. <laughs> yeah, he's he's great in this series. It it made me smile. So let's do seven word synopsis. And I have a couple. So my first one is that sheriff seems like a trustworthy guy. <laughs> Quote unquote. <laughs> and that'll make sense in like three weeks. So my next one is it's a bread slicer. Oh, oh no. <laughs> uh, when the killer was like yeah you're going through the bread slice i'm like oh it's just kind of like i don't know lacerate her face and i was like oh shit is he racing her i was like oh no and then my last one i've said this a couple times but it's always the comic relief that dies i can't think of that many movies where the funny person actually fucking makes it to the end but it's always a comic relief katie sacrifice friends blinded by high school love yep let Sam die and save your friends. Dina put that pussy on a pedestal. Boy, did she. Dina cared more about saving her shitty ass high school girlfriend's life than saving her best friends in the whole entire world. Yup. Girl, get over yourself. Nah. Sacrifice yep. her to the gods. Like, bye. Snap her neck. Micah. A good horror, but meh nostalgia bomb must suck to die in lobster water (laughs) it smells yep okay uh big tits was kind of deflating her ego oh yeah (laughs) literally in the first five minutes of the movie i was like that is the greatest quote that i've ever heard uh bad gas travels fast in small towns And then my alliterative Stein's cinematic scary saga starter seriously slapped. Heck yeah. So this bad boy came out July 2nd, 2021. All three of them did not drop at the same time. That would have been a most ridiculous night for some people. They actually dropped weekly. And so you had to wait a whole week. Um, I forgot how much space was in between the last season of uh, Stranger Things. Did like a month go by? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, so I thought it was actually smart for Netflix to do that and not just drop all three movies because somebody would sit, watch all three and be like, that was fun and never go back and watch them again. If you split it up like that, you get three times the views, you know, so. And you get a whole nother month of subscription service fees from everybody who wants to watch the next one. Yeah, because folks like to just just gorge themselves on a show and then that's it. And they go about their day. You split things up, things look better. So, you know, but there is no budget or box office because Netflix kept this real close to the chest. Maybe in a couple of years, they'll be like, no, it was that much. There were a couple of different scene like changes, but nothing real crazy. Um, But I'm betting out of the three, this is probably actually no, the third one's probably the most expensive. But I, I feel this is probably at least. 50 million you know something like that 
But there's no budget of box office, unfortunately. Probably 50 million for the whole series, probably for all three. Mm, we gotta ask somebody. There's not enough famous people in this movie to make it 50 million dollars. Yeah, I'll just think about the scenes and stuff. Because it's a you know a date, a period piece, so you gotta add stuff from there, but yeah. Hell, I don't know. So minority kill count, that's a that's a zero? The only white folks that um, got killed. Kate was a bit dark, but the best friend, yeah. I think that's yeah. it. In this movie? Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, they don't show enough of everybody else like getting killed in this movie that we would like to be able to see. Because a bunch of people got killed in the mall at the very beginning, but we don't know anything about them because they only show their like murdered bodies. Yeah. Oh, no. One. The nurse. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. At the nurse's station, okay. yeah. So, are we counting Kate? I don't know. Yeah, hey, we'll just sure. Do... Okay, that's two. So, the new minority kill count number is three hundred and eleven. And a Tito Turtle first, jeez, a Tito Turtle in a house in a plane full of vampires. So, does anybody have anything else to say about Fear Street Part One? It's great. It was really, really good. Go watch it. Mm-hmm. Do it. Do it. You won't. <laughs> Bet you won't. <laughs> so with that, that is the end of this episode. So if you have any cool fun facts about R.L. Stein, or, I don't know. If he popped up around a trash can, it'd be kind of scary. He'd, he looks like a scary person. <laughs> you can tweet us at Alan Tom Pod. We have an email at it. Alan Tom Presents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook app. Alan Tom Presents. So, this is beginning of the month of R.L. Stein. So, we're going to do part one, two, and three of Fear Street. And then we're going to finish it all out with Goosebumps. Probably yeah. the most solid fucking Goosebumps movie you'll ever see. <laughs> it's really <laughs> fucking good. We get a lot of Jack Black in our lives, which you never can get enough. Sure. So. The music you listen to right now, that is Flippin' Fine Effort. Flippin' CE anywhere you can find them. Studio Pizzas, thank you so much for the artwork. So, this is episode 280, the books in the pocket out of sight. I am very pumped about this month. We we sat down and just watched all these movies in a, a day. And they were really fun. Uh, I had a, a really great time with this, so I want more. R.L. Stein crapped out tons of scary movies and there's probably some solid stories out there or books so there's probably some solid stories out there that he could easily make into movies so uh give me more rl stein needs more money he's getting he's getting older give him all the monies so mm-hmm. um thank you so much for listening and we'll be back next week with another rl stein movie okay bye guys Toots. Bye. now that's spooky <laughs>